Welcome to the Partnernomics Show, where industry thought leaders discuss the hottest topics in partnerships, ecosystems, and innovation. The Partnernomics Show is brought to you by IOLife Solutions, a product incubator specific to Salesforce. Now here's the host of the Partnernomics Show, Mark Brigman. Welcome back to another episode of the Partnernomics Show. It's great to be with you again. Today we are joined by Greg Plum. Greg, how are you doing, sir? Good, Mark. How are you? It's good to be here. Man, it's so good to be chatting with you again. So Greg is an ecosystem expert and fractional executive, long experience in working in partnerships and channels. And uh, man, I always enjoy uh, talking to Greg. We have so much in common uh, that we will definitely dig into in this episode. But Greg, for those folks that uh, might not be familiar with you, might not follow you on uh, LinkedIn, Please uh, share a little bit about your career and, and how you got to this space as a fractional executive uh, focusing on ecosystems. It's been anything but a straight line, Mark. Uh, it's been twisty and, tur- and curvy. Um, so I started out, I will tell you, um, I started out my career in finance and banking. Um, and the bank uh, really built their whole empire around affinity marketing. So it was any, you know, you wouldn't see mass marketing. So I kind of got a taste of what it was to be specialized and um, seeking aligned partners right out of the gate without even realizing that's what I was learning. Um, got into tech in 2000, working for a communications company, started out selling, realized sales is not my forte. I'm not a transactional guy. Love the relationship. Somebody mentioned this thing, concept of a channel. And back then it was called alternate channel. So it was not your typical mainstream sales. Um, and that's really that changed the course of my career. So since then, I've worked for oh a dozen companies. I've been channel chief for six different companies through the years here in the U.S., both coasts of the U.S., Australia. Uh, just helped out a company in the U.K. So it's a it's a ton of fun. It's all about that you know trying to find unique routes to market through strategic alliances and partnerships. I think that's why our conversations are always so lively and I sure do enjoy them. Well, Greg, let's go ahead. I'm going to hit you with the first question and that is a little bit off partnership topic, but something that I absolutely love and that is TEDx. Uh, You've you've knocked out three talks so far and I imagine there's probably more in the hopper to come, but man, I find myself, people talk about binge watching, uh, you know, different episodes on, you know, whatever, Hulu or Amazon. I find myself binge watching, you know, TEDx. Absolutely love them. Uh, I'd love to learn a little bit more kind of uh, behind the scenes. What's it like to participate as a speaker? Uh, Nerve wracking. Um, So the very first one I did was in 2015. It was on the cloud, cloud technology. Um, And I I got the opportunity and it's difficult to get in that red circle. You know, it's hard to get those spot on the stage. Um, The first one was almost dumped in my lap through a friend. And I thought, well, I'm going to definitely run, you know, take the bull by the horns and run with it. I didn't even have a topic. I had to think of something, an idea worth sharing is what they said. So I had to come up with something worth sharing. I talked about the cloud. This is 2015 when things were definitely, you know, everybody knew what the cloud was, but it was well nebulous right back then um so it was a fun topic and you know i kind of took a lighthearted approach um but i will tell you i spent you know you get 6 months pretty much you know it's gonna, it's coming but just like everything else you wait to the very end so i spent the last probably 3 weeks totally consumed practicing everywhere I went. I mean, I was totally, my, my poor wife was like, she had an absentee husband. I might've been there in person, but my mind was, you know, going through my, my talk. Um, 
The second two came a little bit easier. The last one was a lot of, the second one was on volunteering and like how to, why it's good for your career and how just giving to give, you know, what, what that does for you, what it, how it kind of feeds the soul, giving back and you kind of get things uh, in return that you never expected. I firmly believe in that. Um, and then the last one was a really light and easy one on the Jetsons, uh, kind of a take. George Jetson was born in 2022, um, the summer of 2022, according to Wikipedia. Uh, so I thought it'd be fun. Let's take a look and see what they said we were going to be, where we'd be technology wise now and where um, we we really are. And um, I it impressed me even when I looked at where we are versus what they said. So that was a ton of fun. Um, the talks got progressively easier. Until you're standing backstage and ready to go out in front, it's still it's you're everything's a wreck. You know your knees are knocking. My knees were so so knocking in that first talk. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's it's worth it's worth doing. And it comes up every day. I was on a, sa uh, a sale or somebody was pit pitching me on something today, and the very first thing he said was, "Hey, I was just watching one of your talks." It, and it was the first one from 2015. I mean, where else is somebody going to see your talk that you did almost a decade ago and and still want to chat about it? Yeah. Anyway, it's yeah, pretty that's cool. awesome. That's so it's, cool. it's good stuff. Uh, so, Greg, you are in the world of ecosystems, ecosystem experts, and we, we hear a lot about ecosystems and, and what that word means. And I think it's still kind of even being defined. But uh, what what is important to understand about ecosystems? And I mean, as you look back in your career over the last couple of decades, man, we're just seeing like this massive shift in what partnerships are, how organizations work together, massive proliferation of SaaS solutions, and now SaaS solutions connecting with each other. What, is, what does ecosystem mean and why is it so critical for organizational executives to understand? Well, what an ecosystem is not, it's not a channel. I mean, that's typically what you're hearing over and over again is people are confusing or using those two terms interchangeably. And and again, you know, ask 10 people, you're going to get 10 different answers. But my answer is channel is a piece of an ecosystem. It is not the ecosystem in its entirety. So channel is very much, you know, one way. You've got a partner, you've got a solution provider, and they're both looking to get to the end customer. And they, that's a that's a back and forth ecosystem is much more of a, um, a a matrixed environment where there's a lot of different interplay I think of it as a web where there's many different ways to actually find new partners or new routes to market if you step back a little bit and you know I'll tell you what I, I like using a NASCAR analogy so you know when a driver let's call that the, the customer right the, the the ICP the ideal customer profile riding around the, the racing around the track they pull into the pit stop what happens? They get swarmed, right? They, the pit crew comes out. The sole job, they have one job to, to handle for that driver with the common goal of getting them back out on the track as soon as possible. So if you look at the, your customer as that, that, um, that driver, basically what you want to do is say, well, who are those influencers? Who is it that's working to get that driver back out on the track? How does that customer get their job done? What is the job to be done on a regular basis? These are all players in helping them get their job done. Well, they're all also potential partners. So by taking that approach, stepping back, opening the aperture and look at everybody that's that's influencing your customer, it, it changes the conversation from what I call an ecosystem, when ecosystem is where basically, you know, the SaaS leader or CRO says, 
okay, who do I know that can sell my stuff? All right. That's not the right question. The right question is, who's my customer? Who's influencing that customer? That's who I want to be talking to. That's where you can really move the needle. So it's it's not an ecosystem. It needs to, you know, ecosystem is centered around, you change that person at the center from yourself to the actual, the customer. It's just a change of perspective, a change of lens. So Greg, next question for you. And I know you have uh, uh, worked with a lot of MSPs in your background. Uh, we actually identify 16 different partnership types, MSPs being one of those uh, throughout our methodology. But I'd love to just kind of pick your brain a little bit. What is it like to, to manage partnerships as a part of an MSP relative to, say, other channel program types? Well, so the MSPs become the prettiest girl at the dance right now. You know, every SaaS provider, they want to work with an MSP because they really have that strong, tight relationship with their customer. They do a really good job of taking these different solutions, bolting them together, surrounding them by service, and then delivering to the customer. So the challenge has been, um, you know, I've worked with some some uh, SaaS companies that really didn't have the right type of offering. This is the first thing. The first question I usually ask is, okay, whose paper is it on? Who's going to own the customer, right? Who's billing the customer? If it's going to be the SaaS provider, that sometimes doesn't necessarily work well with an MSP. MSPs like to own that. They like to handle that billing. So to keep it seamless and make sure you have as we all talk about alignment, right? Not all partners are the same. You have to be aligned with, you know, across the board. You have to make sure that um, you, if you want to work with an MSP, you have to have the model that's going to fit their need. And if it doesn't, if that doesn't fit you, then maybe MSP isn't right for you. It's totally fine, but that's what you want to look at right out of the gate. Um, and then also identify some MSPs focus on certain verticals. There might be a, um, one that focuses on healthcare, one that focuses on hospitality. Once you identify that, if, you're, if your solution better serves or is optimized for one of those verticals, that's that's your sweet spot. That's who you want to be talking to. Uh, next question for you, Greg. Uh, you and I are both really passionate about education. I think we're, we both call ourselves lifelong learners. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to to know, you know, from your experience, uh, sales training versus partnership training. Um, is it as important for professionals to get partnership training? Uh, and then adopt a methodology and kind of build those success practices and those repeatable processes inside of their organization. Is it is it as important as it is in sales orgs? More important, less important? Um, well, you have to consider the, the the source here, but I say it's more important because partnerships is sales, right? There's they're selling involved. There's no question about it. It's more of a relationship sell than a transactional sell. And that's what that's what made me move, really. When I transitioned from direct sales to um, to partnership, you know, relationship side, I just realized it just, it's a, it's a different cadence. It's a different motion. More complicated. It is more complicated. You've got a lot more moving parts. So for that reason, the education, understanding all the different nuances to it, um, and then figuring out, look, a prospect, if you if you get a good list handed to you as a direct sales guy, if you get a good list handed to you, you should be able to bang through and have your, your sales process, your cadence, your messaging consistent and go right through. And a certain percentage are going to convert. Not so with partnerships. There, as we've we've discussed, you know, prior, 
they're different. You know, all partners are not wired the same. They have different motivations, different strategies, different um, business process. You have to understand you have to be sensitive to it and being able to see what you're doing through their lens, through their perspective. You can't do that unless you're properly educated. And you can't say, you know, I love the term. I hate the term, frankly, expert, because I always feel like that puts a target on your back. Um, and to me, it's more less than being an expert. It's more about being competent and being focused on a particular um, aspect of business and then staying up to date with the latest. And you can't do that without education. And it seems especially in partnerships now, man, it's the, the landscape is changing so fast, so rapidly. You know, we chatted earlier about you know, massive proliferation of SaaS companies, marketplaces, yeah. Um, and then new technologies coming in, right? AI, security, you mentioned MSPs. I know that's a huge, huge growing uh, area. There's just so many different moving parts, uh, but but leveraging uh, the power of relationships and others that have uh, connection points to your ICP, uh, it's it's a smart way to go. So So I like where we're positioned, no doubt. Well, and it's about you, you know, it's about data these days, right? You know, it's, it's um, in the past, uh, it's been, I say fluffy and I, people, I offend people when I say that, but it's been a lot of times a gut, it's a gut feel. Remember, did you ever see Moneyball? Did you see the movie Moneyball? Oh, absolutely. One of my favorites. Right. I mean, think about it. I mean, it's exactly what's happening. It was like people went for a while. He, you know, he looks good. He's got a good stance. He wears his hair well. Has nothing to do with success in the game. It was all about the data, the stats. And that's really essentially you take that same mentality and apply it to partnerships. You're going to get success. I mean, it's not going to happen necessarily overnight, but it's going to move, you know, use the data to actually build your case, find the right partners, optimize those partners. And that's where the results come from. Yeah, man, I could not agree more. That's, we love the tagline, the science of partnering. I truly believe have, I'm an economist. I can't get away from myself. I believe in having a data-driven, a disciplined process so that we understand uh, cause and effect there. So talking about data, uh, Greg, so you're going through uh, some of our content, uh, checking out our methodology, participating in one of our programs. So it's so awesome to have you there to, to share your insights. But we were chatting about the Partnernomic Scoring Tool a little bit earlier today. It's essentially uh, a way that we can evaluate our partner candidates on the front end before we contract with them to build a rubric. But I would say also a way to continually evaluate the fit for your existing partners uh, to make sure that they're they're fitting a rubric uh, that you're looking for in your particular uh, partnership types. What's, uh, I'd love to just kind of see what, what was some of your uh, Thoughts, takeaways, maybe some ways that your clients uh, might be able to leverage something like a scoring tool. Well, what I like about it is it kind of it, it the the result is almost a heat map, so you can see. All right, looking at them, you score them. It's like okay, which ones um, are probably not worth. You know, one of the the courses I teach um, talks about thinking of your business, your partner business. Think of think as a um, a portfolio manager for a PE firm or a VC. You've got so many entities. Which ones do you focus on? You know, obviously those are going to have the highest ROI. So when you use a scoring tool, it's much easier to see which ones are going to have an ROI versus they give me a good, you know, I feel good in my gut about these people. Or I, you know, we had a great time at Top Golf. Doesn't matter, right? Or, you know, they might be motivated by something like MDF or SPIFs that are out there right now. And that I feel like that model is shifting. I feel like that's going away. 
Um, and what this does, it allows you to focus on the partners that are motivated or most closely aligned with your business model. So a great partner for me, Mark, may not be a great partner for you. It's just identifying that alignment on the front end and the tools, you know, like the, the scorecard, it just helps you do it in a, uh, and I like, I'm a geoph my, I was a geophysicist, believe it or not. So I was a scientist, uh, theoretically, I never practiced, but that was my degree, my degrees in geophysics. So I get it. I get the value of um, science, of a methodology, being able to apply it over and over again uh, to have predictable results. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Greg, man, I sure do appreciate you taking some time out of your busy day to chat with us. Like I said, I've all, I always love whenever we have our conversations. I always uh, walk away with new insights and new things to to think about. But what's, what's a way that uh, people can connect with you uh, to have a chance to, to, to follow you and, and understand more about uh, the value that you provide to companies? Uh, thanks, Mark. Well, I'm a LinkedIn junkie, right? So just um, it's easy to find. There's, I, as far as I could tell, there's only one Greg Plum out there that's kicking around on LinkedIn. So uh, Greg Plum, it should pop up. I'm in um, I'm outside of Philadelphia and uh, it'll say, you know, ecosystem expert. Again, that term, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But yeah, would love to connect with anybody. Awesome. Greg, thank you so much for your time. I'm already looking forward to our next chat. Ditto. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Partnernomics Show. Don't forget to subscribe to get the newest episodes at thepartnernomicsshow.com. Special thanks to our sponsors, Iolite. To learn more about Iolite, visit iolitepro.com. And Partnernomics, the science of partnering. To learn more about the suite of Partnernomics courses, coaching programs, and consulting services, visit partnernomics.com. See you on the next episode.